This is the Intrepid Double Seven Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Intrepid Double Seven Podcast. I hope you are all doing well. Today, well, it's interview day, so we're going to be speaking with a guest. So just hang on a moment while I get them on the line. It's ringing. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Emery, I'm good. How are you, my friend? With the current situation with COVID-19, we're expecting... Uh, No Time to Die to be delayed again. Uh, At the time of this recording, there's already rumors coming out of of Holland and the Netherlands that there is probably going to be a delay with the film. With the current situation with MGM, um, who is kind of like bleeding money and that they're looking for a buyer, and the fact that we're expecting a delay, and the fact that they've got a guaranteed moneymaker on their hands that they haven't been able to do anything with, do you think that eventually someone's going to break and this is going to get the same kind of Wonder Woman treatment and we're going to get a limited um, mm. theatrical release and then an on-demand release? Oh, boy, yeah, that that is the million-dollar question. Uh, I, boy, I, I honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't really give you an intelligent answer. I, your guess is honestly as good as mine, if not better. Uh, I, I am... I'm more fascinated by the situation as it goes forward. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're looking at, I mean, this is only early January as we're recording. Uh, April is not that far away. And it's funny because I, I feel like even back in just in the autumn, there was uh, a time where, you know, uh, I, I guess before they had postponed it the last time, it was it was before November. And I remember people saying like, well, you know, now that we've got like a spike in the U.S., the U.K. might not let us over there. And and I said back then, I'm like, yeah, but this thing, it, ch- it changes by the day, sometimes by the hours. So who knows? And sure enough, I think like a month later, they had a big spike in the U.K. and, and we were the ones who were doing OK. Um, yeah, it's so everything is so all over the place. It's hard to know what's going to happen. But but I agree with you that the odds of us seeing it in the theater are just just so slim at this point. Um, and yeah, I say to myself, but. With that said, are they going to crack and feel the pressure to put it out on some streaming service somewhere? Because uh, if if what I hear is correct, they are losing millions of dollars every month that the movie does not come out. Uh, and I can understand for for Barbara and John, uh, John Michael Wilson, sorry, mm-hmm. um, that they're losing money yes but they're still absolutely in control of the franchise what my worry is, is that mgm being the kind of um half owner and the one who's really got more to lose they're the ones who are who are really you know bleeding chips like in yeah. to, to steal from casino royale they're the ones who are in trouble um with their half of the franchise if they can't sell that or if they can't make a, a financial deal that's feasible for them. What I worry is that MGM is going to be kind of, you know, sold for parts and they're just going to be split up yeah. into, you know, different sections. And, you know, we're going to get the short end of the stick on our side um, of, of the bond side. Um, 
and I was looking, uh, uh, me and uh, and Edgar and, and Matt from the uh, the James Bond complex have kind of been following mm-hmm. the whole cinema trend. And I was looking just earlier at at the numbers for Wonder Woman, and I've I've heard, you know, poor reviews of the movie, or or it it did very mediocre uh, in terms of reviews. And I kind of look at the more the reviews more than the revenue. But then when I looked at the revenue, I, I they've made eight hundred million. On a movie that was, or maybe I was looking at, I'm hoping I was looking at the wrong one. Um, maybe I've been looking at the wrong one, but they seem to have done not bad. Uh, or from what I've heard financially, it's not been that much of a, of, of a, of a bad thing going streaming and theatrical. Mm. Um, I'm just wondering if that is kind of where we're going. Yeah. I, right. And, and, not only is it where we're going, but maybe we can't turn back at this point. Maybe at this point, at this point, it, it'd be so difficult to say it's a strictly a theatrical release. Maybe maybe by the time that that day can happen, people are going to be so used to just watching things at home. What I got to go out to see something? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it. Boy, it sure is hard to to know. Uh, I don't know. I I really I I don't know. I. I, I kind of I, I I feel like if I was a fly on the wall at at, at Eon, they'd be. I, I'm sure it really has more to do with. It's probably a battle between, you know, like the devil on one shoulder, the angel on the other shoulder. There's there's one that is fighting in the name of prestige. You know, look, this is a, a franchise that's been around since my father put it together in in the early '60s, and you know we can't let this thing descend into something that you just see on Netflix. You know, it's just it the ring of it is just too just doesn't work. And then there's the other the other side of it, but it's like but we're losing money hand over fist by by being in this position. Uh so at some point you just have to make the best deal you could possibly make and if that means selling it to a streaming service and being done with it that's it. That's all we can do. I mean, I don't I really don't know how the how the whole Hollywood system will go forward from this. Because I mean, one of the things that I find fascinating is that so many, um, you know, when you, when you become an actor actress who achieves a certain level of, um, power, I guess for the, um, you know, one of the things they bargain with is points, you know, they'll, they'll make money based on the, how the film performs, well, if you have no box office, if you're just going to make your money by selling directly to streaming services, how do you, how does that work? Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing, I mean, I guess, <laughs> this, I guess, I guess if January, 2021, what I'm scratching my head, wondering how the world is going to fall back into place again. I mean, it's kind of the understatement of the year. And I guess this is just part of it. Uh, I, I don't know how this is all going to fall back into place. And I, again, my guess is as good as anybody. And I, I feel like I'm just sitting here watching the world go by with the popcorn and, you know, just seeing what happens. No, it's, not, it's not like we could do anything else. And I'm just going to yeah. correct myself on, on the numbers. I was quoting the original Wonder Woman from 2017. Um, uh, Wonder Woman 1984 has done considerably uh, worse. <laughs> well, let's, well, we'll call it worse, but it, it's in numbers for the, for the sake of numbers. It had a budget of 200 million and it's only grossed, um, 132 million. So they haven't made their money back. So they're not yeah. at a profit And the movie. And for DC, this was kind of their only, and for Warner who owns the DC franchise or the rights to the DC franchise film wise, this was kind of their 
only offering this year that they were coming out with. There's not another Batman movie for a while. Um, mm. the, the, whatever Justice League movie is coming back out is not ready for release yet. So this was their shot at making money this year. And mm. I, I kind of understand that MGM and, and Eon kind of, you know, they need to make their money back on this. Yeah. They spent a lot of money. I can't imagine how much money has gone into advertising a movie that hasn't come out yet. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. You know, I I wonder if the the willingness to put it on streaming or not, uh, you know, or or lack of willingness, I I wonder if that speaks to the quality of the film. Because I I had to wonder when I when I saw Wonder Woman, even when I saw the trailer for Wonder Woman eighty four, I said, all right, this looks to me like it's going to be a schlocky fun movie. Don't think too hard about it uh just the little little droplets that they gave you in the trail i'm like oh this is gonna be a weird one like oh oh the bad the bad guy is this kind of goofy nerd who's gonna get yeah no i've seen, yeah. we've seen it we know how that works um so i so i wasn't real surprised when i saw it oh oh yeah it, this is pretty bad so i said to myself well yeah i guess if you have a gem that you know is gonna bring people in and there's gonna be good word of mouth I guess those are the ones you want to hold on to to try to get a theatrical run. If you know it's not going to perform anyway, you might as well just sort of do what you can with an online streaming solution. But I kind of believe that as bad as I've heard Wonder Woman 84 is, they would have made their money back had it had a normal theatrical release because we've seen it. I mean, DC movies have underperformed. The the last handful have underperformed just because of of the fact that the the movies have kind of lack substance and are not maybe as polished or as developed as as the Marvel universe um I mean they're doing fantastic but they've got you know much more money behind them um that's what I kind of worry about with MGM is they don't really have another feather in their cap or another diamond for them to polish out there they've really only got yeah. the James Bond franchise that are they're really a guaranteed money maker. Um and regardless, I mean Quantum of Solace made money. Die Another Day made money. Uh Diamonds Are Forever made money back in the day as well. Um right. for a movie that could have been possibly just mediocre, um, they're still sitting on on money that needs to go in the bank. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true, honestly. And, you know, I remember the last when the rumors were going around of the talks, you know, recently uh, with a couple of streaming services. And I guess it was pretty short lived and they, they turned it down pretty quickly. But I remember speculating that what if what if they tried to just sell the whole franchise at this point? You know, if if like maybe uh, like I remember the 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 number I heard thrown around was 400 million. And. So, and I'm saying to myself, well, how does that work? Like, I guess you have to, like, I don't know. I I don't know how the profit is made and I I don't know the details of it, but I remember wondering if, um, the, I wonder if I'm kind of losing myself. I'm sorry. No problem. (laughs) But I, 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 I did say to myself, yeah, they're not going to sell one movie, but, but what if the numbers got so high that they started to talk about the future of the franchise. Like maybe they would, they would sell just the whole thing. And all of a sudden you'd have these other bond uh, shows. Derivatives. Yeah. Popping up on the streaming services, et cetera. Um, that's kind of where I'm, I, I'm still sort of, I feel like I got one eye looking over in that direction. Like, like even if, even if they, like, I, 
again, they might, if they just sold this one movie for one price, well, yeah, you could get out of the situation you're in. You might be able to just break even and just get out with your, you know, without being walking around in a, in a barrel with the suspenders. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but if you started to talk more long term, a bigger number for for bigger possibilities, that's where I think it could get kind of interesting. So again, I, I I'm the last guy to ask for any any logical predictions in that respect. But I but like I said, I, I'm just sort of looking over that way and kind of wondering is that a possibility? What I what I really wonder about that aspect of it is you know mgm has already seen splits in the past um now they've got you know their back catalog they've got a very limited present catalog or, or movies that working on now and they've got the half ownership of the rights to the james bond franchise what my wonder is and what i i'm predicting is that mgm is going to just dissolve they're just going to go away kind of like Mm. GM General Motors did and and what you know the kind of the big auto did a while back and they're just going to just sell off the dead parts and then streamline what does work but I could tech I could see them selling off their portion of of the Bond franchise to someone else and we've seen a lot of partners come up in the last couple of years I mean Sony partnered up for Casino Royale and they kind of stuck around we've got Universal this time around for distribution is Universal just going to take that bigger bite and just take that one half away from MGM and let mm. them, you know, sell off their back catalog to Netflix and start off new somewhere else? I kind of feel that that's where it's going to go. Yeah, I, that's uh, honestly that makes as much sense as anything I've heard. Uh, you're probably pretty. You're probably spot on. Uh, yeah, it is frustrating because again, and I, I still say at the end of the day, a lot of the problem too is this this kind of. Um, fan fatigue i i, I sort of feel yeah. like this um like every bond fan at this point who has been remotely interested up until this point is probably just getting exhausted with the whole thing um so i mean the i i kind of so that's why I, I sort of speculate you know even even though i i i doubt the theatrical run in april i if if by some miracle they do decide. All right, look, it's we're we're putting it out there wherever you can show it, show it. Maybe they do this thing where, like, let's say you know, well, parts of the U.S. are doing fine, their theaters are open, so we show it here. And as the other markets open up, it opens up there. Who knows? Um, so I, I kind of feel like even if they just break and say we got to do something, it's going to be this weird, mild, tepid release. Uh, and, and you know, but maybe, like you said, it could be tied in with streaming somehow. Because I keep saying to myself, I, I don't know if they can just postpone it again. Like, I don't think anybody would be surprised. I don't think anybody would hold it against anybody. I mean, I think for a while, I, I feel like every time we had it, people would say, put it on streaming already or just do something already. We're tired of this whole yeah. thing. I think now it's getting to where people are just like, oh, what? That what? That what's not coming out? Yeah, whatever. We, we, we know. Um I wonder if they're going to just say, look, we got to we can't we can't just postpone it again because the, the film has to lose steam. You're going to lose excitement and people who saw this trailer a year ago are going to be like, just get bored of it. So I, I, I have to wonder if that's not factoring into their thinking. I mean, obviously, they're thinking, look, we got to make the money. We got to put it out when it's advantageous to maximize our return totally understandable but the other factor is just waning interest every time they do postpone it so 
again, I, I hard to say what the what the answer is. And I think they're kind of almost running the risk now of having um, Billie Eilish win a Grammy before the movie even comes out mm-hmm. because she's she's nominated uh, for 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 a Grammy for I don't know what they've they've renamed it now, but she's she's nominated for the same Grammy that Adele would have won. Um, Isn't that funny? I mean, seriously, you're right. She could very well win the award for for a, a song from a movie that literally doesn't even exist yet. Right, that we don't have the content because I mean I. I, I'm not a big fan of of the of the theme song. Um, yeah. I just, I'm not a fan of really. Besides, um, you know, my name was the only theme song from the Craig era. Well, Skyfall was good too, but there's mm. there's kind of a lacking quality to some of the theme songs that we've gotten lately. And I'm not absolutely in love with it, but I f- keep saying to myself, if we see it in the context of the pre-title sequence, maybe yeah. we'll have a different opinion of the song. But now we're seeing it as potentially being this Grammy award-winning song where we don't know the context of what it's in. Yeah, no, you're, yeah, you're a thousand percent correct. I mean, seriously, what, what <laughs> I mean, right. They're going to try to judge that song and, and give it an award based on, I'm right. I mean, the criterion should be partially at least based on how well it works within the film. Uh, if it, if this is a great song for a completely different film, is it, is it still worthy of uh yeah, it's boy, is it weird? You know, I do my other podcast is my reviews without remorse podcast, and um, right, you know, by a substantial margin, my favorite part of doing that show has always been the top ten at the end of the year. We do our top ten list for the year, top ten favorites, and and like our uh, th- worst clunkers of the year, etc. And this year we didn't because what the heck? I mean, I I. What did I even see this year? Ten movies came out exactly. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, so there was no way to do it. So I'm like, boy, that's heartbreaking. I mean, I feel like we had a year without movies. We we more or less did because I I haven't seen anything new other than you know a couple of um, you know campy Netflix movies or or you know whatever my kids have been watching and I've just been watching reruns. I haven't been. I mean, after Tiger King, there was nothing else to watch. To be honest, on Netflix, we ain't seen it all. Um, okay. Well, that's, uh, I think that's, um, that kind of starts off 2021 on a, uh, on a same note as kind of, we ended 2020 and kind of most of how 2020 felt. I, I don't really foresee this movie coming out in April either. I really am, I'm waiting just for the shoe to drop and for us to get another date. But I do feel that if it's moved again to November, that, with the vaccine rollout and the possibility of the economy recovering and things opening up again, that maybe it's feasible to see, but under conditions right now, like I was saying before, um, before we started recording, um, I mean, we're hit with a curfew over here right now. We're hit with all kinds of restrictions. Movie theaters have been closed since October. Um, bars and restaurants have been closed as well um, for, for sit down service. I really don't foresee it's hard to see the end of the tunnel, the light at the end of the tunnel, and foresee a return to normalcy. And I just kind of feel like they've got to maybe adapt to the new normal. Yeah, that's that sums it up as best as I can, as best as I can. I, I think you're absolutely correct. Uh, yeah, that that I, I like again. If my um, if I had to sum up my thoughts, it's simply a matter of. I'm more fascinated to see what they're going to do in April, not whether or not, not simply whether or not they're going to postpone it, but really more, are they going to just snap 
and say, we have to do something. Uh, or, or if they're really going to be content to just put it back on the shelf for a couple more months, I'd be really surprised. I mean, I mean this. I mean, it's funny how we sort of keep dancing around in the same window. Frankly, I mean, I guess it was the original date was well, the the, the most original. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, before that, it was we we thought it was going to be early April, and it seems like April, November, April, November seems to be the magic date cycle. For some reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had uh, November 2019 when it was um, right. the original director, and then that got squashed, and then we got to April 2020. and We, we had Valentine's Day of 2020 first. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I can remember the right or the day bef- after that we had the announcement that it was going to be postponed until November um, was, um, was an event that we had in Montreal with uh, the James Bond complex for Casino Royale in concert. You guys had been to, or a lot of people had been to uh, Operation Snowfall. We had another um, concert, I think it was two weeks after. Um, and I mean, just remember being completely devastated and upset and angry. Uh, and then a few days later, it kind of, kicked in and we got that first wave and we said, well, this is really bad. You know, they made the right decision. Mm. But then we had a really quiet summer where things were low and containment was low. I mean, the kids were playing baseball. We had a season. It was, you know, things were going good. And now it's three times worse than it was in the spring. So I kind of don't expect to be going to a movie theater in April. Yeah, I'm with you. I I don't think so either. So I, I am, again, I'll I'll be watching. (laughs) On that note, uh, thank you very much uh, for joining me today, Joe, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Emery, thank you so much. Always fun to talk to you, brother. No problem. Thank you. And thanks for listening. You can find me on Instagram at 007 underscore intrepid. The same for Facebook. And you can also find us on YouTube at theintrepid77. See you next time. Music by Incomptech. Copyright the Intrepid 77 podcast.